She doesn't oh. know that her kids are assholes. It's like asshole blinders. Yeah. Like baby goggling when you yes. think your baby is so cute and you look back at pictures like, oh my God. Scary fears. Scary fun. Scary mommy speaks. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to Scary Mommy Speaks, the show for women who are owning motherhood and all its glory, pain, and playdates. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. If you're new to Scary Mommy, we're the number one source of info and entertainment for moms across the country. We tell it like it is. No sugarcoating and no impossibly perfect standards. This is the real deal. Sure is. How was your week, Carrie? Oy vey. <laughs> That's what I got to say about that. So we took a road trip to my parent-in-laws, and um, they're a little bit older, and um, we were helping them move into their, like, retirement community place, and my boyfriend's ex-girlfriend, with with whom he was with for, like, I don't know, 11, 12 years. Yeah, nothing. Um, Is also their interior designer. Oh, fun. Yes. So she was there um, designing it. It was the first time I was meeting her. And my job was to run interference and, like, keep his mom at bay so they could actually get work done. And she proceeded to uh, just really go in to me about how I really didn't breastfeed. How Your I, mother-in-law. Oh, yes. How I didn't breastfeed, how I didn't give it a shot. She started talking about how old... He was my partner when he was weaned off her boob. How old was he? Um, she said five, ah! but I'm pretty sure that's not true ah! because she also doesn't understand time. But anyway, I digress. I was so grossed out about that. And then she um, also said that my giving my daughter a pacifier was like the worst thing in the world. So that was that was special. The good news is I really love his ex. That's good. In fact, that day when I had to do that, I loved his ex more than I loved him. How was your weekend? Um, mine was fine. Sebastian has started to do this fun thing where he takes a glass of water and just dumps it. Well, that's fun. Like dumps the whole thing no matter where we are. Um, and we went to one of our favorite local places for breakfast. And he did that. He did that. And then on top of all of it, he now says, ow. Oh, that's Constantly, mm-hmm. when there is no owl. Uh, so he's soaking wet because he's dumped water all over himself and is going, ow, ow, the whole rest of the <laughs> like meal he because he's himself. wet. Yes. Yeah, you so. sure it's not like, ow? Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. it's definitely okay. like, like if you change his clothes, he goes like, ow, ow, ow. He, I don't understand it. <laughs> he's the weirdest kid, but what a joy. It's adorable to hear from afar. Well, I do what I can for you. (laughs) Okay, so I heard that we have an OG mom on today's episode who's going to be our resident mom mentor here, and I can't wait to drill her with all of the questions. Oh my God, me too. I have a lot to ask her, but first we have some great stuff on today's episode. We are partying. Yeah, like that. Yeah, but it's kids' birthday parties. I hate that. Yeah, Uh, but we're also talking about food. And I like that. On kids' menus. Ugh, hate it. But before we get to those topics, we are starting with a super fun study about sleep. Well, I love sleep. Not for us, for babies. In car seats. Oh, see, I like when babies sleep. So I'm sold about that. But now this has got me thinking about really taking a nap. I know. That sounds really good. 
You know what my favorite thing to wear for comfort is, Ash? Talk to me. Scary Mommy's Raised by 90s Rock Tee. It's soft and fits perfectly when I get my cuddle on with Luna. I love their tees because not only can I take a quick, cozy nap in it, I can tuck it into some nice jeans and just go out. Smart. Check out Scary Mommy's shop where there's a huge variety of tees and sweatshirts you can buy that are cute and stylish. Go to scarymommy.com shop and use code SPEAKS20 to receive 20% off. It's time for our Crushing It Crown. Crushed it. Crushed it. It's time to award this week's Crushing It Crown. Every week we crown a parent doing something relatable, hilarious, or badass. We had an article on the Scary Mommy page about a -a Build-A-Bear birthday party. May I first say that kids' birthday parties are like a crock of shit anyway. I mean, really, the party should be for the parents who are keeping this kid alive all that time. Sebastian's first birthday party was kind of like a big to-do. He loves dogs. We make it a dog-themed party. We had (laughs) the stupid dog balloons that look like they're walking. Food was all dog-themed, serving in dog bowls, whatever. But this year, he's going to be two coming up. And, uh, you know, I think I might do a taco bar from Chipotle. Perfect. <laughs> I have no time. Yeah, we've, we've just started thinking about a first birthday party. And maybe it's just because I'm cheap. I'm like, eh, rent the place I work at slash for no money and yeah. give them pizza. I don't know. Anyway, here's the story. A mom posted that she and her daughter were invited to her six-year-old friend's birthday party. And it was one of those Build-A-Bear workshop party things. So the kids are happily building bears, and then when they're done, the birthday girl mo- birthday girl's mom says that all the kids have to give the birthday girl the Build-A-Bears they no. made. Is that not ridiculous? No. <sighs> so needless to say, all the kids are upset. They don't want to give up their bears. The woman who's telling the story, her daughter gets so upset, she takes her back to Build-A-Bear to make her bear, you know, buys her one so that she can keep. That's a good mom. That's a great mom. The birthday brat is going home with nine Build-A-Bears. That's that's eight too many. That is, yes. Some may even argue nine too many, (laughs) in all honesty. It enrages me. Okay, first of all, I'm guessing that the moms brought presents for the kid. Yes. According to the woman telling the story. Here's the thing. As a mom, I don't know about Luna. Sebastian has so much crap. So much crap. To the point where I tell people, like, please don't get him. My mom wants to get him 6,000 things all the time. I'm like, please stop giving him shit. I don't know if you people, I'm going to step on my Apple box for a moment here. I don't know if the rest of everybody sees what's happening, but the world as we know it is dying. And as your kids get older, all the shit that they've accumulated and they're getting rid of is sitting in a landfill. So what is the purpose? I feel you. I'm I very upset about I know. this. I mean, also, I think the kids reacting, it must have been like a Lord of the Flies moment. They're just like so enraged. They just start. Why? Why do you want to hurt children? Let's say she put it on the invitation, which she didn't. Let's say she put on the invitation. Hey, uh, you know, just so you know, everyone's going to make a Build-A-Bear and they're all going to go to my daughter. Then at least you all. It's a shitty party, but at least you know when you can right, prepare you're your walking children. into it. This is a Build-A-Bullshit party. This let is me tell you that much. So Horrible. I mean, if they're having a birthday party, like let's say you had a birthday party at a restaurant and let everyone order their favorite meal and then you just ate all their food. That's basically what what this party was. It's terrible. So you guys probably had a lot of comments like we are. And these comments are great. They're like a, a birthday roast of the family's party. It's a birthday present to me, these comments. Let's roast the shit out of these people. Here we go. Stephanie D. says, sounds like a good way to build a brat. Amen, Steph. That's right. Judy B. says, feel a bit 
sorry for the birthday girl because she's going to be a very she's going to be very lonely thanks to her entitled mother. Amy C. says, something similar happened to me. I brought my kid to a B-Day party at an amusement park, paid for him to have extra tickets. I'm assuming that's for, like, games. Like skee-ball situation? Yeah. And then at the end, they informed me that I had to give my son's tickets to the birthday boy. I just started laughing and said, nope. It's perplexed me ever since. I mean, I, I think that's what I would do. Yeah, I can't imagine that. But you know what? I don't I don't know if I would handle it any differently. I have to be honest with you. How would you handle it? Words would come flying out of my mouth that would probably get me in trouble later, but they still come flying out of my mouth. I would probably have said words to that woman. I'm often the only person that says anything, and then people don't like me. But I'm used to that. See, and I'm the opposite. I get, like, very upset. I would be upset in this situation, sit there and say, do I say something? Because maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe this is totally normal, and I'm just, like, not in tune with that. Then go home, talk to everybody in my fucking contacts about it, realize I'm not wrong, and then have a conversation with her really? later. All I gotta say is, next birthday party, I'm going to invite people to a, I don't know, build a diamond necklace party and then <laughs> make them give me the necklaces. What do you think? Then I'm there. Perfect. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. There's a new study that says you shouldn't let your baby sleep in a car seat after you've taken her out of the car. Something I actually did just this morning. Yeah, but who hasn't? According to this study, 3% of infant deaths occur in seating devices, including car seats. Of those devices, 64% happen in car seats, specifically to infants about two months old. And 90% of the time infant death occurred in a car seat, the seat wasn't being used correctly. So basically, it happened when the car seat was being used as a crib or bassinet. Apparently, when the car seat is not in the car, it can put the baby in an angled position that could cause asphyxiation. Oh, God. Okay, so let's look at what our scary mommies had to say. Okay, so first, Jennifer S. said, I have a hard time believing any good comes out of trying to move a sleeping baby. Good luck, new mommies. Glad I'm done. Alicia L. says, so take the infant seat out of the car, snap it into the stroller, and boom, it's at the right sleep angle again. Katie F. says, when it's the only way your baby will sleep, you gotta do what you gotta do. Just check in on them. Kat K says, oh please, three kids. Slept in car seats all the time, everywhere. They are all perfectly normal, mostly. <laughs> Thanks, Kat K. <laughs> Mim M says, why have a baby to risk their life for your own convenience? If it's too much trouble to remove your child from the car seat when you aren't traveling, perhaps you should consider getting a plant instead. Ew, Damn! Mim M! I'm coming through with the mom judgment. Dang, ma'am. I don't know. This this whole story really hasn't been an issue for me with Sebastian. I mean, he'll sleep in a car seat when the car is moving. But basically, as soon as we get to our destination, that little thing is like up, ready, screaming. I like I have to tell him not to nap. When we're on the car, like in a car ride, I like sit there and kind of poke him to keep him up because then he won't nap. His whole nap is shot if he sleeps for like 20 minutes right, in the car. Right, he's up. Yeah. Lee and I have arguments about this all the time because <clears throat> my mom's an, like a nurse and so she tells me all the horrible things that could happen to everyone all of the time. Fun. Lee does it like he's not reading the articles necessarily, so he's just doing it. And then when I get on him about it, he's like, look, it's fine. We're right there. This only happens to people who don't care about their kids. And I'm like, that's not true. Yeah. Like he likes to create imaginary circumstances so that we're just okay with yeah. everything that we do. But he's like, yeah, it's for people that just like leave their kids and go do other things. I was like, no, it's it's for people that care about their kids just as much as we care about our kids. It's not like that. Yeah. And, you know, it is tricky because I like to pretend I'm like Arya Stark when I'm taking her out because like I take her out of the thing and I'm trying to move with the grace of the knife thrower or whatever the hell that thing was. But, you know, where she cannot be 
detected by any exactly yeah like, like a cat but you know what what my daughter every single time I'm like I'm doing great I'm doing great I'm doing great wakes up that last little bit I even keep my hands underneath her head and I slow wakes up always every time without fail Ugh. I sent this to uh, my best friend who has a one month old maybe almost two months old little Joey um, and I was like I just want you to know uh, I'm not trying to be that friend but maybe you want to know this information and she actually received it very nicely well, that's which, good yeah. It all boils down to what works for you. It's it's good info to have. You know what the number one thing you should put on your grocery list is, Carrie? Formula? That is a fine drink for the kids, but I'm talking about for us. On the top of my grocery list is someone. Well, yeah, I'm all about that. Summer is here, so excuse me while I get my rosé on. Oh, yes. Summertime is the time for a good rosé, and I am happy to say that it is so easy to order one off of ShopScaryMommy.com. Seriously, you just order it? Yeah, absolutely. Not only do they have a great selection, but they come with the greatest wine bottle holders. Ooh, count me in. Scary Mommy has teamed up with the wine experts at Sherry Lehman to create a collection of wines with moms in mind. Since 1934, Sherry Lehman has been a go-to source for delicious gems that give you the most for your money. So check out the Scary Mommy Sherry Lehman collection, and when they wine, you can wine. Mm. Use code SPEAKS15 and receive 15% off. Uh, pro tip? Yeah. If you have a Snoopy snow cone machine, put some rosé in there and you get a froze. They don't need, where do you buy that off of eBay? I still have mine from the 80s. Jesus Christ. It's time for our guest of the week. So it's OG mom. She's the mother of two boys, seven and nine years old. So she's basically sick of parenting. Original gangster. OG. OG. OG mom. 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 There she is. It's OG mom. Welcome, OG mom. Thanks hey, for ladies. coming. Hey, OG mom. Hey. What's your parenting style? So my parenting style is literally, I don't have one. Great. I go with the flow. <laughs> And it's like a roll of the dice. Yeah, Let's that's see good. See, I had two kids because I know eventually one's going to be totally messed up. It's yeah. good you have a backup kid. That's why I always call the second kid backup kid. It's money in the bank. You have <laughs> one that's going to come out fine. One's going to take care of you when you're old. And if you have two, you have options. Yeah. So what? how are your kids? Like what, look, like, what kind of kids are your kids? So I have nine and seven. Um, boys, right? Two boys. Okay. One who is very um, sweet and empathetic Aww. and, you know, a little too gentle, hates sports. Is that the older or the younger? That's the older. Okay. That's my nine-year-old. My seven-year-old is, like, rambunctious, has a lot of friends, has a best friend, you know, has his crew, really loud, outgoing. Um, but they're both, they're both good. I'm not going to complain. Yeah, they're good boys. Yeah. I mean, they beat the hell out of each other and <laughs> fight and all that stuff, but they're good. I need your help this week. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. So uh, we went to a barbecue this past weekend at our best friend's house. They just had this two-month-old baby, and they invited their neighbors over. Sebastian finds a soccer ball. He's almost two. He has no idea how to play soccer. And, you know, he's trying to play with this other little boy. The other little boy, who I guess is three or four years old, starts throwing hissy fits about my son not playing with him the way he wants to play, which, okay, I get that. He then starts, like, taking the ball away at a certain point, and I'm just getting so upset that I'm like, Matt, take the wheel. I got to step away from this situation because his parents aren't doing a thing. He's sitting there crying and screaming. This kid is an asshole, and I just don't know what to do in this situation. But you don't know this kid. I don't know him. I don't know his parents. Nothing. I I couldn't even tell you his name. 
Right. Well, yeah. that's good because you'll never hopefully see them again <laughs> and then you could just be done with it. I, I certainly hope so. But what I've sort of learned is that I'm not scared to discipline other people's kids anymore. Okay. I used to be. and I, But, like, I literally will pull them over and be like, come here. I have to tell you something. Stop, you know, stop doing this. Stop doing that. And I don't give a shit what my friends say anymore. I, I just don't. When I was a nanny, I, that used to happen all the time because I'd be babysitting some kids and, you know, playground, whatever. And some other kids would just be meat, just like outright mean. And a lot of the other parents or nannies were not like in. They were like sitting on the bench, not being in the in the thick of it. Right. And I would always like play with the kids in the thick of it. And I would hear the terrible shit that was going on between kids. And I would always discipline other people's kids. Yeah. And then if someone came up to me, I was like, sorry, you weren't here. If but, you want to discipline, then be here. Right. It takes a village. Yeah. yeah. That it, that saying comes from, obviously, the truth, right? It right. does take a village. It needs You need everybody. Right. And you can't have your eyes on them all the time. And I'm sick and tired of it. I, I like, couldn't. I'm, like, literally cursing at the end. I'm like, stop being a little shit. And what happens if the mom gets upset with you? Then we'll have to have a talk. I'll pull her to the side and be like, look, you know, it was a situation where I didn't like what was going on. I felt like my kids were in danger or there was something, you know, something bad was going to happen. And I took care of it. Yeah, somebody had to handle this. I mean, and that's that's my issue is I'm on Sebastian's ass. If I see him acting like a dick, I pull him aside and I say, like, Sebastian, you cannot do that. That is not how we behave. (laughs) That no one will like. That's okay. I'm used to it. But I I just. No, I mean, that's probably what I would say to kid. You can't act this way. No one will like you. My mom used to say that to me. She used to. When I was a little kid and I did something asshole, she'd be like, I wouldn't want to be your friend. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. That works. That actually cuts deep. You're right, mom. I think the hardest part is you get older and your kids get older is being with your own friends because they're the guys you would party with and hang out with and have a great time with. And you love them, but maybe the kids are something different. The dynamic is absolutely different. Totally. And they raise their kids differently. They have a different choice on how they want to do it. And you're like, okay, I wouldn't do it that way. And that's fine if you want to do it that way. But your kids are assholes and I don't want my kids near them. So has that caused any problems between you and your friends? So she doesn't know. She doesn't know that her kids are assholes? I don't think so. I don't think so, which huh. I think is really interesting. It's like asshole blinders. Yeah. Total. Like, you know, baby goggling when you yes. think your baby is so cute and you look back at pictures like, oh, my God. Yeah, yes. that's chemical. That totally yeah. happened to me. Right? Everybody. You're like, oh, my God, it's such a beautiful baby. And then you're like, oh, my God, it was gross. Yeah, in reality, he looked like Benjamin Button. My baby looked like Jay-Z when she came out, not even lying. Oh, my God. that's Isn't that cool. weird? <laughs> she had like a hard look. She really looked like Jay-Z. So, okay. So your kids, your friends don't know that you're... That their kids are assholes, essentially. Right. So then it got to the point where I was, like, avoiding the play date altogether. Hey, yeah, sorry, can't make it. Or why don't we just go out to dinner alone? You know, we'll get a babysitter. Yeah. It just had to be that way because I don't want to put my kids in that yeah. position. Yeah. Why, why put everyone through that misery if it's not necessary? Well, the truth of the matter is you start to learn other things, right? So your friend will be like, you know, he's not doing great in school. And you're like, mm, yeah, could have told you that. Yeah. Right. So they're dealing with it in other ways. And they're going to have to navigate their own waters with that so whether it's school or other playmates and then I'm just sort of riding the wave and letting see what happens and hoping it trickles down when they're with my kids and everything's fine so so in my situation it's not like you think I'm being overprotective and I should be I mean Sebastian's just about two so he's too young to really deal with it but am I being am I overreacting no, I don't think so. I think, listen, you're never overreacting if it's what you're feeling and if it feels – if you feel like your kid is in a bad position, you have to handle it, right? Yeah. Um, there will come a time when they get a little older when you're they're going to have to figure it out themselves, and it's rough. So we asked you guys, have you scolded other people's kids? This is what you had to say. 
Hi, my name is Christy. I'm calling from Clinton Township, Michigan, right outside of Detroit. Um, I definitely yell at other people's kids. Um, I yell at other people's kids for disrespecting my kids, for acting inappropriately in public, for being aggressive on the playground. Hi, I'm from Greenville, South Carolina. My name is JoJo. Yes, I do yell at other people's kids. Whether I'm babysitting in the grocery store or whatever, I used to be a nanny for a long time, and it just happens sometimes. Hi, my name is Catherine. I'm from Bonifay, Florida. I have four children, and honestly, if they come to my house, they're going to be treated as my own. And I'm Cuban, so it doesn't help that I kind of tend to yell in Spanish sometimes. Ah, ah, no se toca. No, te dije que no, papá. But that's the way I treat mine, so I would do the same for others. That last lady is my mother. My mother does not have that accent like when she normally speaks, but when Sebastian acts up, all kinds of Spanish shit just comes out of her mouth, and she's just like, No toques tu mama como así. <laughs> my name is Veronica, and I'm calling from um, northern New York. So I absolutely will correct other people's kids. It's a little different with friends' kids because there's a different dynamic there. But as far as Kids that I don't know, parents that I don't know, I have no problem saying something to other people's kids. And if they have something to say to me, I'll be like, well, maybe if you controlled your child, I wouldn't have to step in for you. Oh, snap. I don't mind it. No. I mean, I think I'm kind of a dick, so I think I enjoy taking care of other people's kids. But. I mean, I never thought it was my place to do that. But now that I have a kid, if it's like putting my kid in jeopardy or hurting him in any way, I don't have I don't think I have an issue doing it. Right. And that one woman said, I mean, it's true. It's like it's harder when it's your friend's kids because of the dynamic. But sometimes, like, if your friends don't step up, you got to do it. Yeah. Good evening. My name is Bethany, and I'm from Oklahoma. Heck yes, I yell at other people's kids. There have been times when I've gotten to, onto my friend's kids in front of them because they were being disrespectful to my friend. And I've said to them, you're not going to treat my friend like that. You're going to apologize. Sometimes letting kids know that their mom is in a different role than just the mom all the time that this is my friend and I'm going to stand up for her is valuable for them to see that mom should be respected. So I think that as moms, we all need to support each other, and um, that's one way to do it. God, I love that last one. I never even thought of it like that, but yeah. It is really upsetting. I see it a lot. It's upsetting when a mother, and it's hard. There's no judgments, but it's hard when a mother is being, like, abused by her kid and she either doesn't realize it or is just so exhausted that she yeah. doesn't have the energy to stand up for herself. Good on her for being like, no, that's your mom. Like, absolutely, step up, dude, you know? And sometimes kids take it better when it's from somebody else, yeah. right? Like, it's, like, more jarring yeah. to hear yeah. it from a third party, and they listen a little harder. Yeah. We, we had, like, a whole family discussion about this because we were driving back from Connecticut with my parents. So it's me, Matt, the baby in the car seat in the backseat and Sebastian kept hitting me like kept hitting me kept hitting me and at this point it's like I'm in the middle we're on this car ride what am I going to do and my mom lost it and my mom was like you don't hit your mother that's my child and I am not letting you hit her 
yeah, you know, I think it kind of did something, even though he's so small for him to be like, oh, this isn't just mom. This is somebody else, like another person. And I should think about that. Yeah. I really I really like that last voicemail. I felt like that really shed some light on things in a a completely different perspective. Way to end it on a good note. Yeah. Yeah. Kids can be dicks, but we could turn it all around and make it a learning. I feel like the collective thing, like, pretty much everybody was like, yeah, you can scream at other people's kids. Yeah, I like it. We're all good with it. Yeah, Yeah. I'm cool. All right. So yell at other people's children. (laughs) Well, thanks, OG Mom, for coming. Thanks. I can't wait to be back. I have so much knowledge to drop on you guys. Just kidding. I have no idea (laughs) what I'm doing, like the rest of you, figuring it out as I go. Okay, we've got another great story up ahead, a tweet about a mom's view on kids' menus. Here's the tweet. So excited for my son to start solids next month. Also, being the somewhat pretentious foodie I am, he sure as hell will not be a kids' menu kind of child. Kind of hate that those things even exist. Is this Aww. tweet for me? This, if I tweeted, this would be my tweet. I just, I hear this, and I'm just like, I see the world through the rose-colored glasses she's looking through. It's, it's just so... You're so cute. You're so cute. I, I admire I you. I hate to but- say this. I am this mom. Yeah. She just started solids. I'm making all this weird shit for my kid. I'm the worst. I don't want to rain on your parade, <laughs> but this is likely not going to stick because I did the same thing. I made Sebastian's food. I did all the purees. I was very, very conscious about what he ate. And now it's gotten to the point where I cook every meal in our house. Matt? We'll occasionally open up a box of Annie's mac and cheese, add some, like, kosher hot dogs and some broccoli, and call it a meal. Hey, don't knock that meal. That's one of my favorites. (laughs) But I do all the cooking, so I really try to give him, like, a beautiful plate with all his veggies and proteins and carbs and, you know, everything is homemade. He does not give a shit. And that is the truth about toddlers. She... I, if if this happens for you, I am so overwhelmed with joy. However, I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. When people are like, chicken fingers and only beige food, I'm like, ugh. Like, olden times, back in ye olden times, my mom didn't buy kids' food special. It was like, you ate what you ate, and that was it, or you didn't eat. And then eventually, you'll starve and you'll eat. That's like how I was raised. Right. So I don't want to give her options. Right. I don't want to give her dumbed-down options. Agreed. But they're still going to find the thing on their plate or they're just not going to eat. And that's the, that's the truth of it. And listen, I don't like ordering him things off of the kid's menu because I know he's probably not going to eat it. And I feel like I'm wasting my money. Mm. So I give him some of my plate. And if he doesn't like it. He doesn't eat. You can have the goldfish in my purse, I guess. Yeah. You're not even going to carry goldfish, I'm not huh? even, No, I'm goldfish. No way. I, I'm going to make my goldfish. I cannot wait to fast forward like a year from now and hear how this has changed. (laughs) I'll keep you posted. I'm very curious to see how Luna. I'm probably going to come home tonight and Luna won't even finish the dinner I've made for her because I've just jinxed it. All right. So let's see. Should we read these comments? Yes, absolutely. Amy H. says, I read this while my daughter happily dipped a piece of bread into ketchup and called it her lunch. That is Sebastian. Sounds like my dad. That's how my dad eats. Yes. He loves um, tzatziki. And hummus and guacamole. Mm. Anyway, 
Uh, Diana S. says, I thought the kids' menu was just smaller portions. I mean, if you want to get your kid an adult meal, go for it. Costs about twice as much and bet half of it won't be eaten or thrown on the floor. Amen, Diana. Marla G. said, I was the perfect mother until I had kids. Yep. Wah, wah. Yep. <laughs> Amen. Monique L. says, LOL, I love brand new parents and all. They're never been a parent before, but somehow are super certain that their kid will be a unicorn child and cooperate with all their high flatulating, high flatulating, high fallotating. What's the word? (laughs) (laughs) What's the word? I'm now going to use high flatulating all the time. Highfalutin. (laughs) Parental goals. Jill T says, all well and good. I pass zero judgments. Well, good for you, Jill. But I am three for three with non-picky eaters because I didn't give them any other options until they had pretty much established palates, like nine or ten. It's working for my 16-month-old 16-month-old now as well. Every kid, family, parent, human is different. I'm just saying it worked for us this way. And I'm hashtag grateful. <laughs> Jill. I'm throwing you a party in my mind, but this is the thing that I want to reiterate. I don't give my child options. I put on the plate what we're eating, and he still doesn't eat it sometimes. And he mostly just wants your breast milk again. We heard that before. (laughs) So, Carrie, are you going to be sticking to this? I'm going to stick to it, and then I'm going to be shamed. But I'm just going to try. We all have it in some capacity. There's there's something all of us have done where it's, like, very optimistic and then— I mean, my mom made me eat all kinds of stuff, and I used to tell her it made my belly hurt, and she'd be like, no, it doesn't. You eat it. And turns out I had food allergies, so really she was poisoning me. Well, at least it wasn't bad. I'm lactose intolerant. I still go to town on a cheese plate. Me too, girl. Who doesn't? (laughs) Right next to a toilet, but (laughs) it happens. Good to know. Confession time. Shh. Confessions. Are you ready for mine, Carrie? I'm ready. Mine isn't so terrible, but... Every night when Sebastian is asleep, I tiptoe into his room, pull out my index finger and poke him in the ear just so he wakes up just like a tiny bit so I can make sure he's alive before I go to bed. Smart. You also have a very long index finger, so I could see how that's useful. I'm growing my nails out. (laughs) Okay, ready? Here's mine. Yes. So sometimes when I'm in the city, like being my working mom self, okay. and I've got a babysitter or my partner's at home watching the baby, I'll grab a, a beer or like a can of wine, um, and I'll brown bag it on the subway home. I used to do this. Matt and I used to have date nights where we would do shit like this. Because you know what? I just feel like I'm no longer relevant or like I don't even feel alive sometimes. Yes. And I just need that moment to myself. And there's there's no, there's no time for it except on those glorious 10 to 15 minutes on the subway if I'm lucky if the subway is running well. And I just, just brown bag it on the subway like a degenerate because I can't – I don't even have 35 minutes to stop at a bar to get a quick drink. I just do it on the subway. But also there's something really fun about like knowing you're doing something bad and no one else really knows as a mom. Yeah. And it's like not bad where your kid can like be concussed. It's just right. bad in a fun way. I know. You need to do it. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like it's good to get this stuff out. I feel very liberated. Let's hear what you guys got out of your systems this week. Here are a couple from our anonymous confessions page over on scarymommy.com. I assumed my intern was gay because he has shaved, shaped eyebrows. Nope. Just a straight dude with interesting eyebrows. Or an Italian from New Jersey. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to go on the record and say... In in our great state, our great native state of New Jersey. You see it a lot. This is an everyday thing. I mean, gym tan laundry. Yeah. Shaved eyebrows. I hate a shave. I am not into a man who manscapes, though. In I any know. capacity. I know. Trim your pubes. That's it. That's all I need. 
found my first gray pube. I, I have found a, a gray <laughs> eyebrow. That I was have, sad. I have like a crazy gray cheek hair that grows really long and I didn't even notice it at first. Lee found it and he was horrified. He almost left me. God. My step-grandson is such a little fuck. I caught him wiping his runny nose on my sofa. Told him to stop and he did it again just for spite. I love this woman. She sounds like my mother. My mom calls Sebastian little fucker all the time, so I love this. Anyway, all right, mamas. Now that we've taken a load off of our shoulders, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. We had a blast. If you ladies love this show, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to help more moms find us, please. And if you want more Scary Mommy, be sure to subscribe to Scary Mommy Speaks wherever you get your podcasts and visit us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat for videos, stories, and shopping you won't want to miss. Scary Mommy Speaks is a Some Spider production. This episode was produced by Elaine White and Julie Katakis, edited by Elaine White, and recorded and mixed by Weston Fonger. Special thanks to Sam Bellingham and Angelina Powers at Vinyl Mix. Don't forget, we want to hear from you. So email your comments to speaks at scarymommy.com. Bye. Bye. Scary Mommy Speaks. Ha, ha, ha.